Celtics Talk Podcast is presented by 24autogroup.com, 11 locations across New England. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Celtics Talk Podcast here on the NBC Sports Boston Podcast Network. It's the post-game pod coming to you after the Celtics' first loss of the year. A, uh, a really disappointing loss out in Chicago with the Celtics up 19 early, looking like they were going to score 190-something points in that game. And somehow they come back and lose 120 to 102, a 37-point swing. Uh, kind of a, a crazy turnaround. As always, the postgame plot is brought to you by the 24 Auto Group and 24autogroup.com. You'll save more at Route 24. We're going to get some uh, postgame reaction from out there in Chicago. Joe Mazzulla explains his ejection. Marcus Smart tries to, to make sense of, of it all. Uh, Eddie Scal and Amina do the same. But we start with my opening tip. And, you know, look, you're going to hear a lot about how the officiating was poor in this game and uh, the Celtics could have held it together a little bit better. And that's all true. Uh, You know, it's certainly a factor in all this. But for me, it all comes back to this. The Celtics defense isn't close to where it was last year. uh, And it goes far deeper than just not having Robert Williams III on the court. You know, we knew the Celtics defense wouldn't be its highest version of itself. It's the, the, you know, if it's a Pokemon, it wasn't going to evolve and be what we saw uh, at times in the second half of last season when Rob moved over to that free safety role and was just causing all sorts of havoc and everybody else was able to, to dig in and they switched everything and they were the NBA's best defense for pretty much the entirety of the season. Uh, but there were some stretches last year where it was like, oh my God, I can remember Brad Stevens gushing uh, right around the time they added Derek White about you know, when this team works together and is moving and flowing together, it, it, it is as good of a defense as he's seen. And it really was part of the reason they, they, they had such a, a, a magnificent run and, and, and did what they did in the postseason. I expected some slippage coming in without Rob. You lose one of your of your probably two best defenders out there, uh, but, or maybe based on what we've seen, your best defender out there, your most impactful defender at times, which is weird to say when you have the defensive player of the year. But let's face it, like Rob is such a game changer when he's out there and the way he deters at the rim. And I think we're seeing it right now just how important Rob is to this whole puzzle. The Celtics defense just has not been good. And, you know, you can watch some clips and it's maddening because there are possessions where they do everything right and they look really good and they switch and they're doing all the stuff they did last year. And then there are possessions where it's just like a complete mess. Now, some of that is they've schematically, based on what I've seen and, you know, this is some of this is anecdotal and some of this i got to go back and pour over the film, but it feels like... To mask the fact that Rob isn't out there, they're playing a lot more drop coverage than they ever have, uh, whether it was the Ime era or the Brad era. They're not switching quite as much. It feels like they're sometimes you know, caught in between trying to decide what they should do, and maybe that's personnel-based. Again, I think they're trying to keep Al back at the rim more often than not, and it's just complicating everything. They're not playing as freely as they did last year. They're not operating the same way. They're, they're not using their versatility to, to their peak abilities and their lack of size, at least on that, uh, on that, that five position. And especially when Al isn't out there has been exploited through the first four games. And Noah Vonley has done an admirable job, admirable job considering he was in Shanghai last year and revitalized his career and found a spot. But he, it's clear the drop off you've got when you go from 
uh, not having another serviceable big that you can lean on when you don't even have a Daniel Tice type player. And so look, everyone came into the season. I tried to talk you all down from a ledge. Maybe I was wrong. I'm a little surprised we haven't seen much Luke Cornett. We've seen an awful lot of Vonley, and he has good energy, but he also is a foul magnet. And there's games like this in Chicago where, he, I mean, four fouls in like five minutes, I think it was. And it just takes him completely out of his game. And now, no matter what you do, he's playing conservatively, and they're attacking him. And you got Vucevic able to exploit him. And so you've just, it, it, your margin for error is just so much diminished when all those things are combined. And so I, I think there, there maybe there's a little bit of an overreaction to Rob's absence right now. Instead of just trying to accentuate your best pieces and maintaining what you did last year, they're trying to cover for it. And I don't think it's worked through the first four games. Uh, I, I'm not sure necessarily what the, what the tweak is. Do you just go back? You know, I've seen instances where they've had Tatum as sort of the Roma role guy. Um, in the absence of pure size, there's just not a lot of options to, 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 to mask what, what you don't have. But I think a couple things. The perimeter player's got to be better. Like, uh, I think Marcus has been very good in instances. You saw the stat last week about how not a lot of scoring going on against him and what he's held opposing wings to. But uh, he's got to be that first line. He can't let it get to the back line. You, you know, and that goes for... Malcolm Brogdon, who I think is is maybe he's still kind of getting comfortable with the scheme, but he's had bad moments. Derek White could be more consistent on the perimeter. I mean, these guys come with a defensive reputation, and they haven't quite lived up to it. The other part here is you've, they've left themselves exploitable on the glass. They're playing small a lot. Grant Williams is your five a lot. You just you don't have the the ability to to, to corral. Like even if you're getting on that initial stop, now you're allowing a second chance, and those are backbreakers because it becomes hard every time down the floor to to be like, all right, you got to dig in now, dig in twice now, dig in three times. But the great teams figure out how to do that. And more importantly, the great teams figure out how to mask the fact that they don't have a lot of sides out there, and they get on the glass and work their tails off and make sure everybody else is boxing out, and they get the 50-50 balls. You know, one of the most disappointing things for me watching this team early in the season, and, and again, their offense has masked a lot of this, is that they just haven't played with with, with sort of the, the tenacity and the desire to get 50-50 balls. Their, their energy is lacking on that end of the court. And I fear sometimes, like especially the start of this game, everything's falling. They're up 19. It's like print the finals tickets. And there just isn't a commitment on that defensive end. So I don't know what Joe Mazzulla's got to do to get his guys to rebuy in on that end of the floor. What he has to do to get them to sort of tap into how good they were a year ago. But it, this is lacking. And we heard Jason Tatum say it after the Orlando game. You know, he was disappointed that night that they gave up 120 and had to fight to the finish line of that game when it should have been a lot easier. I feel like through the first 13 quarters of the year, so much of what the Celtics have been able to do offensively, how good Tatum has been, has masked how poor their defense has been. And, I mean, I, we'll, wait, we'll wait to see what the numbers update tonight, but I think they were 25th or 26th in the NBA in defensive rating through those first three games. I expect they'll slide back uh, towards the bottom of the league. And that's just unacceptable for the level of talent that they have here. They need to figure it out. You just can't sit here and be like, well, you know, we got to we got to deal with this until Rob's back. Uh, but I do hope it, you know, the, the, the selfishly as you know, Rob Williams fan club guy, uh, I think it's it 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 sort of 
spotlights how important he is. Um, I've told you, I think he's probably the third most important player on this team behind Jalen and Jason, and that's no disrespect to Marcus Smart. I just think there's not a lot of Rob Williams in the league, and he's unique, and he's uh, special, and especially what he brings on that defensive side. The Celtics are sorely, sorely missing it. I do think the defense can be much, much better even before he gets back. They've got to figure that out. I, I want to see probably Joe has to lean on more size. I'm surprised Luke Cornett hasn't gotten the call a little bit more. I think maybe they need to transition some of those minutes. Uh, you've gotten an awful lot out of Vonley early, but uh, much more than expected. But you got to figure it out. One other lament here um, before we get into the post-game reaction. You know, I do think... Like, look, Joe. Joe is is a first year coach put into a, an impossibly tough situation, and I one of the things that you have to do as a coach is be true to yourself and be true to your philosophies and like how you see things. And and you'll have idiots like me screaming at the TV, uh, trying to tell you how to do your job. And you know, I'm I'm not gonna say my what uh, I'm gonna say. Most likely, Joe Mazzulla is a lot more a thousand times smarter than I am when it comes to basketball stuff. I'll continue to beg. I, I think the, the timeouts just have to be a little bit quicker. Um, I think this team right now, and maybe it's just part of the early season form, is not mentally tough enough to weather when things go bad and collect itself. Jason and Jalen bailed them out in instances in recent games. I think back to Orlando and Tatum just being like, all right, I'm just going to go kind of salt this thing away. And that's what superstar players do. But when Tatum wasn't able to do that in Chicago, when, when, when Jalen Brown disappeared a little bit after the first quarter, you know, there's no one else that can sort of kind of get control of the game. And that's when a coach has to be able to, to hit those timeouts. Uh, they're not like Pokemon. You're not going to collect them all. That's, I think that's two Pokemon references, and I, 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 I did not even grow up in that era. But um, I played some Pokemon Go with my children. So uh, that's all I got. Um, I'm done with evolutions and uh, uh, I'm, it, it's just time to get into to the rest of the podcast because uh, a lot of frustration. Hey, look, they weren't going to go 82-0, and 0, and, but the uh, you know you felt like a little bit of what was masked early has hey, came, came back to bite them a little bit. And so three days to get back in the lab now for the Celtics before Cleveland comes to town on Friday night. Hopefully we see a better version of of uh, what what uh, this team can be, and hopefully they're learning some lessons here here early. All right, so uh, I am uh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna stop screaming, and I'll let I'll let everybody else I'll, the take give their take on tonight's game. Uh, here we go. Let's bring in Scalo now, who's live out there in Chicago. And Scalo, roller coaster of a game. It was like the Celtics, they were in control in the beginning, and then the Bulls, they took control and then never looked back. What was the biggest storyline in this game for you? So, for me, it was defense. I don't think that we have for, – for us to be small with Al Horford at the five, we got to be great on the perimeter. And I don't think right now – we're great on the perimeter. I thought at times, I know we have the personnel to do it, the versatility to do it. thought they let go of the rope today and uh, you didn't get it back. And once you let a guy make a few shots and start feeling good, you're not going to walk that lead back down. That's, like, that's just how the league goes. You, you let Zach Levine get a few easy ones, DeMar DeRozan, Vucevic on his birthday. It was an uphill climb from there. Vucevic had 23 rebounds in this game. Eddie, just how concerning is the defense for the Celtics, even though it's still early on in the season? Well, that's what we 
we hang our hat on defense, and we have been doing that. That's what's got us to the position where we've been in so many years. If it's conference finals, if it's going to the finals last year, it's always been defense is the steady and constant thing that you could rely on. Right now, we're giving up 116 points a game. I mean, 116 points a game. Mm. I'm not here to push the panic button, but I am here to say 116 points is just uh, uh, it's way too much. That's way too much. You know, that's a, you need to figure that out. And I think that's what is concerning to me is figuring out how do we start making these teams? How can we have some games where these teams are not scoring 100 points because we haven't had one yet? Yeah, way too much considering what we saw defensively from the Celtics team last season. And then also Celtics interim head coach Joe Mazzulla getting tossed in a game. Scout, you were on the sidelines. What happened there with that situation? Yeah, I mean, so... Tatum got mad because Tatum got a technical foul when he waved the arm. That's an automatic T nowadays. Uh, but Vucevic showed some emotion right in front of the official. Almost looked like he was going to fake throw the ball at the official. Tatum walked over and said, if you're going to give me a T, you got to give him a T. Missoula backed him. Right away, Mark Davis is like, T. And then Missoula asked the official, why did you not give Vucevic a technical foul? Mark Davis, boom, ejects him. Like, this... Joe doesn't he, he he's really respectful on the sideline. He doesn't he, he doesn't he doesn't go out there and embarrass officials. He allows him when it calls a call, he lets it go. He's not complaining for no reason. I couldn't believe what I saw. Eddie, I found it strange that Joe Mazzulla got ejected from this game. And just like Scal said, Joe Mazzulla is pretty even-toned out there. I've never seen him really go off like that. Just how surprising was it to see him get ejected from this matchup? Yeah, well, it is surprising to see a guy like that get ejected. But the, the main thing is this, and Scal, you could have tested this and you could come back in if you want to about this. If you are a team and you have a superstar that continues to get a reputation for maybe complaining or doing something, they always get a tech. We've seen Rasheed Wallace with it. Let's talk about those Clippers teams that Blake Griffin was on. It seems like referees come in already predetermined like, I'm not going to give them a chance to even get going as soon as I feel like it. And usually it's just regular emotion that a player is going through. You don't have the same leeway as other teams that don't complain. That's what happened tonight. Jason Tatum has been getting a reputation of hat always on the referees or doing something. And I'm not saying that it's warranted, but I'm saying that he's getting a reputation for that. Vucevic does something. Because he doesn't have a reputation for that. The team's not known for being a team that's always at the referees, every foul, talking to them. So I think that you you don't want to get that you don't want to get that reputation of being that team because that's just extra possessions, extra points that you could allow the other team to get. And I, I think Joe Mazzula was just a recipient of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, I mean, if you want to add to that, the, the one thing that we should bring up. I'm not trying to take the official side. They are calling the automatic wave. Tatum does do that wave a lot. And, you know, he has to come up with a different emotion. Like, he could do the two arms in the air like Luca. Like, you could do – there's a lot of emotion. You just can't wave at the official at that point. So, listen, I don't think that Missoula should have got ejected. You know, like, I think Tatum thought he got a foul called on him when he had all ball as opposed to a goaltend call. But it was a lot of frustration today in this game. You saw Grant Williams get ejected. This, it was just – it, the game was, listen, I don't think the Celtics, the way they played, was going to win this game, letting go of the rope, not guarding the ball. But the game got a lot of, it got out of hand today. There's a lot of shenanigans going on today. What do you take away from what happened? 
No, I just have to have better composure under the circumstances. Can you tell us what you yelled across the board? I was just trying to get the referee's attention. And then did they give you any explanation after? No, but, you know, in moments like that, when things aren't going your way, you just have to be more composed, do a better job. How do you keep your composure, you and the team, when it's obvious it's going to be a tough night probably? Uh, I mean, in a moment it can be tough, but you just try to stick together. Uh, and, I mean, I'm just being honest, it's 82 games plus the playoffs. It's going to be nice like this. You just want to have more. More often than not, you keep your composure because uh, we all human. Uh, it's like you just had a bad day at work. Everybody got bad days at work. And when people respond differently, it's just, you know, it's 24,000 people watching us have a bad day at work. Um, but, you know, it happens. After the first eight minutes, what do you think happened? To be honest, I don't know. We took our foot off the gas, I guess. And they started making shots. We started missing shots. And it, I guess it started to affect us on the defensive end. And we can't have that. You know, No matter whether we're making shots or not, we got to stay consistent on the defensive end. And uh, we got to help each other out. So um, something we got to get back to. we got to get back in the lab, look at the video, and move on. Did you think you guys were past that, falling back into those old habits? Yeah, I mean, I think every team thinks they're past it, but you know, we're human, it happens. You know, just try to minimize them as much as you can, um, not have too many of them, and, and move on. So, this is a good test for us, and we just got to respond.